So why is community such an essential part of our recovery journey? We need people in our life and understanding the value of that can be a game changer in moving us from hopelessness to hope. And today we're going to talk about it. Well, welcome to the Celebrate Recovery official podcast. We acknowledge that your struggle is real, that you matter to God, and He has the power to help you recover from any all hurts, habits, and hangups. Celebrate Recovery is a ministry based on the Beatitudes where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, our hangups, and our habits, and courageously face those broken relationships so that we can walk in freedom and healing. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. I'm the global field director with Celebrate Recovery and uh, so grateful to be here with you today. We're enjoying the the traction and the feedback we're hearing from you. So thanks for the rating and sharing this so we can get the word out to other people. Today we're talking about community and the importance of having people around us. Do you know that we were not designed to face our recovery alone and Uh, Having community around us is an essential part of taking us uh, from that hopelessness to hope. And so I've got a special guest with me today. Uh, A lot of you already know him. Maybe you're meeting him for the first time, but you'll be blessed nonetheless. But Jeff Stoltz is our National Director of Broken Chains. It's CR in the wind, as we say, and um, just a great man. Jeff, thanks so much for for joining uh, me on this podcast today, brother. Hey, I'm so excited to be here, Rodney, and, and uh, just just excited to be a part of this and what God's doing through Celebrate Recovery through you and through through the whole national team, man. I mean, yeah. It's just uh, amazing opportunities. Yeah. Well, we love you, brother. I mean, when I think of Celebrate Recovery, you're one of those guys. Go that that is that is Jeff. He is he just you just ooze uh, Celebrate Recovery. We just love your heart, man. And I'm excited as we were talking about what what was on your heart here lately. Community jumped out and. I just want to jump into the to the conversation uh, for our listeners, and, and we'll have a great conversation. But, but Jeff, how is uh, how has community impacted you in your recovery? Why don't we jump in with that that thought? Yeah, well, I got to tell you, uh, Rodney, is community is just such a such a vital part of recovery for me. It's a vital part of life for me. In fact, I remember years ago, my sponsor telling me, you know, an addict alone is in bad company, and. <laughs> The, the, the truth is everybody alone is in bad company, you know, because we were created for community. And what I found is early, you know, early in life, I was a heavy kid that was picked on and scared. And I just didn't fit in anywhere until I started using drugs and drinking alcohol. And then suddenly I found this community of the cool kids mm. where I did fit in. And so I gravitated towards that because that was a community where I felt like I fit in. And that would, man, that would slowly lead me down a path for 38 years being plugged into unhealthy communities uh, because because I wanted to be a part of some community and that was the only community where I felt like I fit in, you know? Wow. So that, you know, Celebrate Recovery is such an amazing place because, because it's a community where we feel like we can fit in. Look, uh, I love church. Church is important, man. Church, uh, I mean, I, I'm in church every week. Mm. Um, but, but for many of us, church just doesn't feel like a place where we fit in, at least not right off. Yeah. And so, so when we're looking for a community, when we're out there in the world, when we're, when we're caught up, you know, in our hurts, hangups and habits, you know, 
church just can sometimes not feel like the place where it's okay to go and fit in, right? Mm-hmm. But celebrate recovery, man. Celebrate recovery opens the door where we, we, it's a community of people that are, you know, I always say we're just a bunch of screwed up people that love Jesus. And, <laughs> and so, I mean, everybody fits in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. What a cool uh, a cool picture, but a great reminder that not all of us feel safe to walk through the doors of a church. In fact, a lot of people may not walk through the doors of a church, but they may walk through the doors of Celebrate Recovery, which ultimately it's a wing of the church, and we're trying to help them as an on-ramp to the church, right, um, as being a that, part that, of that. That's right. Absolutely. And, and you know, one of the one of the beautiful things about the Celebrate Recovery community, about the, the program, the ministry of Celebrate Recovery and the process that it plugs us into is, you know, I have to think about Proverbs 27, 17 that says, so one man sharpens another. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Mm. But, but when I think about that scripture, you know, those are not always the relationships that I walk out the other side with a big smile on my face, right? right yeah. I mean, because when iron sharpens iron, man, there's got to be a striking, right? There's got to be a grinding. There's got to be some unpleasantness there. But Celebrate Recovery, is a, it's a healthy community, not just a, not just a community that makes you feel good. It's a healthy community where you can find that healing, where you can be sharpened because it's a community where we where we are able to drop our masks, find people that we feel comfortable enough to speak into our lives mm-hmm. in those ways, you know? So my, every relation, you know, I've got some great relationships with some guys that keep me so encouraged, but those are not always those sharpening relationships. Right. You know, they're important, but, but, that's what I love about Celebrate because we have all those relationships in this community of people who know about the process, people that are further ahead than us because they've been sharpened. You know, they've been where we're at. They've been through this process of sharpening and, uh, you know, and finding hope and healing in Jesus Christ through this mm-hmm. process and, and others that we need to lead along that way too, you know? Yeah. So I, I just, I just love that. You know, I love, like I said, that the, the whole encouraging aspect is amazing. In fact, I think Celebrate Recovery gets that right, that they have an encourager coach as part of the core leadership team. You know, every every church should have an encourager pastor. Yeah, yeah. We, we need that badly, but we also need, you know, the, these other relationships where people speak openly and honestly into our lives. And we need to allow that. So Celebrate Recovery has been a place, man, that has taught me how to how to take instruction and correction well. You know, that look, a guy like me, man, I've been in motorcycle clubs my whole life. Mm. Um, I did not take instruction well, you know, <laughs> uh, or correction. You know, I, I always thought I was the smartest guy in the room, but but I found that with a lot of us in recovery, a lot of us thought we were the smartest guy in the room. And <laughs> yeah. we, we plugged into a place where we realized, you know, other people have so much to add to our lives. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. In fact, I was not too long back in June, I guess it was a while time flies by. I was in, I was in, uh, I was at a celebrate recovery in Illinois in June and I had to ride my motorcycle about 90 miles to another church that night. It was after dark. It was strange roads. There was no interstate. And all I had to look at was the map. And so I looked at the map and I saw the most direct route, but I'd never been down that road. So luckily, praise God, there was a guy there 
that I that I asked about the route, and he said, "Oh no, you don't want to go that way, man. Those roads are horrible. It'll just it'll be terrible on a motorcycle at night mm. riding down through there." And help me to get on the right road yeah. that I needed to go down to get there. And so that just really spoke to me, man. I, I mean, how many times in our lives do we think, you know, I mean, we see a road, it looks good, yeah, yeah. but. But, you know, we've never been down it, you know, so mm. so there's others that have been down that road that can help us to find yeah. the right road. That's so you know, good. I mean, it, it's community is just such an important aspect yeah. in life, you know. Yeah, it makes me think, I mean, you're right. I mean, when we come into this recovery process, we don't know what we don't know, right? We've always done what That's we've right. always done, and it's gotten us into some messes. Right. So just having people that, you know, I had to kind of – trust the people around me because I was incapable of making right choices. So I needed people, I needed to trust the, the people around me to take the necessary steps and to take that road. Cause you could have said, ah, no, I've got, I'm forget you. I'll take that. Right. I've got another road and it'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, I know, I know a little bit about, well, I know a lot about your story. Some of our listeners may not know what, just give us a, a snapshot because there's probably a place, you know, when we talk about inviting community in, there's good reasons why we don't invite community in, right? Somewhere along the line, we learn that people will fail us. And, and I'm just kind of curious if you can give, give us kind of a snapshot. What did that look like that, that made that hard for you to invite healthy community in that took you in that wrong direction? Well, you know, uh, Rodney, I never... I never in my life really plugged into church. I never really had a church community. And, and so the the healthy communities, you know, I always say I was born to be wild. I was born <laughs> to be wild. That's true, man. God created me to be a wild man. Uh not 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 pent up and you know, and so so I was looking for excitement, man. You know, I wanted excitement in my life. Mm. And so I was plugging into these communities because my perception, it wasn't that church had ever hurt me or that Christians had ever hurt me. And I know that happens from time to time out there. Um, but my perception of church and God and Jesus and Christians were that they were just a bunch of boring do-gooders, mm. you know? And, and I didn't want that. That's not what I, well, that's not what I thought I wanted in my life. I wanted excitement, you know? Right. And so, so I steered away from that community. And, and the only other community was, were, were these unhealthy communities. You know, when I was, like I said, when I was a young teen, uh, it was drugs and alcohol. As I got older, I joined a motorcycle club, uh, you know, and, and stayed plugged into that for years and, and then became, you know, became a homeless addict. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's even a community, you know, that I belong to. But, but what I've come to realize now is, man, I mean, I was born to be wild. God had an adventure waiting on me <laughs> that was beyond my wildest imagination, you know, yeah. and, and it took, took going through what I went through to get there and, and then allowing people, you know, I, I think, I think at some point in my early recovery, I began to realize that people, that my sponsor was on my side, mm. you know, even, even when he told me those hard things that he wasn't trying to beat me down or beat me up, uh, but that he was on my side. And so that's something I've tried to keep in mind in my Christian walk and in my, in my recovery journey is that those I allow to speak into my life 
or on my side. I want them to be open and honest and to, to call me on my junk. And, and I want to have sponsees and accountability partners with me that I can do the same for them. Mm. You know, I, I often try to let people know, please keep in mind, because look, uh, you know, I'll tell a sponsee quick. I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't need a lot more friends. I got a lot of friends. I'm trying to save your life here, you know? So, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. And it's because I'm on your side that I'm going to do that because that's never the pleasant thing. You know, it's not pleasant to bring correction or instruction to people, you know? Mm. Uh, we only do that because, because we love them. And so when I, when, you know, and getting back to your question, you know, when I transitioned from thinking that people were out to get me, Mm. Or people were, were out to to belittle me or beat me down when I because in the in those unhealthy communities that's what they'll do, they'll yeah. keep you down. That you know the enemy will use them to beat you down, to hold you down, to push you down, and to mm. keep you down. Yeah. But when you get plugged into a healthy community uh, like Celebrate Recovery, because look here, Rodney, I I just got to drop back and punt real quick. <laughs> a lot of people. You know, I, and I don't want to be a, I don't want to be beating up church because church is so no, no. But a lot of people are in church, man, and they they think they're in community and they're yeah. really just in proximity. Yeah. Because they're just showing up. They're yeah. not in community. They're, they they may they may be in the community, but they're not in community. They're not in relationship with people. Yeah. And, and that's what God means for us. That's what Jesus uh, means for us to be in community with others and celebrate recovery uh, shows the importance of that. You know, yeah. shows the, how, how just, uh, you know, I mean, how it's our, it's our life breath, man, community. I meet Jesus in, in others around me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's such an important point you made that, I mean, we talk about even um, just loneliness in general, it kind of comes to mind that we can be in a room full of people and still be extremely lonely. Right. Oh my gosh! Uh, yes. Just being around people isn't enough, but maybe you can help just kind of, maybe we could pick it. How do you define what community is at its very simplistic terms? If I'm, if I'm wanting community, what, what does community look like through recovery that you've, you've experienced over your years of recovery? So I, I, I mean, as Boy, that's a tough one, Rodney. <laughs> well, yeah. community, I mean, plugging into plugging into the process of celebrating, yeah. not just showing up, right? But plugging into the process, plugging into the share groups, plugging into a step study, exactly. finding those those accountability uh, partners and and a sponsor, and to be a sponsor, those are those, that's community, man, because it really just means that we're doing life with people. Right, and we, and we need to do life with people. We need to know people well enough uh, that we do trust them, that they're on our side, that we do trust them to speak into our lives. Because, yeah. like, if I just if I've just met you, you know, I, I used I used this in a sermon a, a few weeks ago. Look, I was recently in Portland, Oregon, and they knew I was a pastor. They knew I was a celebrated carry leader. They knew I was sharing my testimony. I was a pretty good guy. But if I walked up to one of them and said, hey, let me borrow $10,000, you know, <laughs> the first thing they'd say is, I don't know you like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so that that's the thing when we're in community, man. We get to know each other like that. Yeah. And that. 
And that's and, and again, that's where we meet Jesus, man. When mm. we plug into a community like Celebrate Recovery or our church communities, I mean, Celebrate Recovery is an amazing way, but church, I mean, church is very important and their church community can be huge in our lives too. Right. But we have to be a part of it. We can't just be in proximity. Yeah. We have to be in community. We have to be in relationship yeah. with others. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. I think you hit it on the head. I mean, that, that you said share groups and step study, it's getting in there, being authentic, being vulnerable, sharing life on life. And it kind of visual that comes to mind as you were talking is just, you know, if I'm in the church, but I'm not a part of the church, I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting in the grandstands. I was thinking of a stadium. It's like, you have those that sit in the stands and just watch the church on the field, but getting down on the field and being a part of that, you know, running with each other, celebrating, holding each other when we get hurt, you know, all those things that, that are a part of life uh, to be seen and to see others uh, can be scary to let people into those places. Right. You know, cause we've learned oh. just hide and protect and, and to, to try something new is risky, but man, isn't it worth it? It's so worth it, man. And that, and, and I love that, that analogy with the, you know, with the, the, the sports field, the, the football field, and I'm not a big sports fan. So that, that, just, but that resonates with me, Yeah. you know, and I, and I think about when I was young, you know, when I, when I first joined a motorcycle club, you know, the, the motorcycle club life is, uh, you know, it's about being tough and, you know, in, 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 in mean and, and, mm. and all that, the, the truth is, when I look back, as I went through a step study, you know, I began to look back at my life and I was afraid. I was trying to act like I was so tough because yeah. I was I was the exact opposite yeah. of that. You know, I was trying to hide from Protecting. the reality of who I was and I was afraid people would find out yeah. that I was afraid. And so that just spurred me mm. on to more horrible behavior to try to hide who I really was where, you know, once I plugged into this community of recovery, of celebrate recovery, man, it, I found out it's okay to be who I am because that's who God created me to be. I love that. And I could find my greatest, my greatest joy, my greatest purpose in being the best Jeff that God created. I mean, he's not going to ask me, why would I more like Rodney? Right. <laughs> yeah. ask, why, why would I more like Jeff? Yeah. You know, only you can be you, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. That's, that's, what, so that's what my wife said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. We're having a great conversation. We're going to take a, a quick break right here. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Jeff Stoltz, the national director of broken change, which is a part of celebrate recovery, the, the CR in the wind, so to speak. And uh, just having a great conversation around community. Community. When we come back, we'll continue with Jeff and, and get some more insights. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, are you looking for resources, Bibles, Celebrate Recovery devotionals, or other books like Road Recovery or Never Let Go by our national team of Celebrate Recovery? We have some incredible tools for you and lots of great apparel. If you want some some tools to, to get the word out, we've got all kinds of goodies at CelebrateRecoveryStore.com. Go check it out and get, get your goods, get your, your product, your resources to help you in your personal recovery or maybe on a local level to help you grow individually and collectively. Go CelebrateRecoveryStore.com and check it out today.
Welcome back. We're talking with Jeff Stoltz and having a, a great conversation around community. And Jeff, I just appreciate your heart and just talking about the the value of that. I'd like to kind of turn the corner a little bit and just talk about maybe there's somebody that's listening right now, and and they're maybe maybe they're one of those people that have experienced being dropped significantly by people around them. Uh, what, how would you encourage them, Jeff, based on what you've experienced? Um, I mean, just thinking about it, when I think of broken chains um, and just the incredible joy that I see in that group of people when they come to conferences and they come to summit, uh, there's just a joy. I mean, you guys are hitting gas stations and it's very evident that the joy of the Lord is in you. And so lots of fruit in there, but what, what, am, what if I'm one of those people that just says, yeah, but you don't know how bad I've been hurt. I don't know if I can trust to take that step to enter into that community. What would you say to them, Jeff? So I would say to them that, that you owe it to yourself to take that step into the community. And it is tough. It is scary. It can be difficult. But, you know, you were just talking about broken chains. That's that's one. you know, people say, Jeff, how, why is broken chains so successful? And, you know, it's not because I thought of anything uh, <laughs> new. It's because I just followed God's plan of community. And so we've taken a bigger community and made a smaller community. And so with broken chains, we're, we're somebody like that. You know, I'd say, man, find some broken chains people. Uh, near you because broken chains are we're committed to celebrate recovery we're mm. committed to to opening our, our heart and our arms to broken hurting people that may not feel like like they're gonna fit in yeah. where they go but you know i always say we're 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 the we're we're that we got we're the cool kids at the table that <laughs> that everybody but see we're all the cool kids right so just don't so everybody, broken chains, man, everybody's welcome at our table because we're all the cool kids, man. And we want, we want to help you find that in your life. So, so we are on your side. Your Celebrate Recovery Forever family, we are on your side. But you have to take that risk yeah. because, you know, without the risk, you'll never, you'll never enjoy the benefit. You know I mean? I, I have to think about Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, you know, where, where it, it says, Two are better than one because yeah. they have a good return for their labor. So if you're out there and you're alone and you're you're trying to make this thing work for you, you can't do it. Mm. You can't do it alone. We're never going to do it alone. I mean that, and that's foreign in a country where you know we're talking about pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, two are better than one. I I have to think. You know, Rodney, I'm in the I'm in the tile business. I've been a tile guy most of my adult life. And I, I always thought I had I always had a helper with me. Mm. And and so the helper, my helper would sometimes like go off to sweep a floor somewhere else or to keep themselves busy. And I'd say, no, no, no. I don't care if you're just standing here. I need you right here mm. because when I need you, I need you. Yeah. I don't need to try to find you. And that's the thing, man. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Because if either one of them falls, he's got someone to help lift him up yeah you know because you know, we we need each other so badly so if you, again if you're out there if you're listening to this and you say man i'm out here i'm afraid to walk into a church i've been hurt by church or i've been hurt by christians look i'm telling you go to a celebrate recovery 
find some broken chains members. Mm -hmm. Let us, let us wrap our arms around you. Let us, let Jesus wrap his arms around you through us Mm -hmm. so that you can realize the adventure. You can realize the purpose. You can realize the healing and the hope that's available. That's waiting on you because they're, they're, it's so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And we just don't, we just don't know it until we've experienced it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think, as you were talking, Jeff, I, there's all these names kind of running through my brain, uh, John Mann and Glenn Hurst, and just these these guys that are so faithful um, in what they're doing and how much they encourage me when I interact with them. You do the same. Every time I talk to you, I feel encouraged walking away from you. But it just it reminds me, and I think it's a good encouragement that, you know, some of the greatest pain that we walk through becomes our greatest tool to help the next person coming in the door behind us. Right. You Hallelujah. know what it's like. I mean, Jeff, you were homeless for a while, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Almost almost three years. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know what it's like to, to, to go to the food bank and, and, and just try to get a jar of peanut butter and a loaf of bread and be denied because I didn't have an ID card. Yeah. I know what it's like to, to crawl in the crawl space under somebody's house to, to sleep and to have some warm and to get yeah. out of the rain, you know? So, yeah, I, I, it's, uh, I, I, I have experienced those things, you know, and, and I've experienced uh, violence. You know, I've been shot and I've been stabbed and I've been mm. beat half to death. You know, I've been through those doors as well, you know, and and uh, to find the, the comfort in, in the uh, the healing and the purpose, man, mm. that, that God created me for through this process. Because I would have never believed it, you know. I would have never believed it had I not got to the end of myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's. And, and maybe you're out there listening and maybe you're not to the end of yourself yet, you know, uh, but we hope that, you know, I always pray, well, let me, let me just say this and I'll say it on, on national <laughs> podcast, but I've got a stepson that's in active addiction, mm. you know, and I pray regularly that God let happen to him what needs to happen to him. To whatever get his it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get his attention, because that's what it was for me. Rodney, I got out of jail in 2007. I was arrested over 30 times in 2006. Wow. And I got out of jail in 2007 and, and I thought, man, I don't want to go back to jail. So, so I didn't quit getting high because I wanted to quit getting high. I quit <laughs> getting high because I wanted to quit going to jail. And yeah. that was the only way I knew to quit going to jail. Yeah. But, but I remember, man, I was, somebody invited me to a celebrate recovery and I, I told him Jesus has delivered me from my addiction. I don't need a recovery program, you know? <laughs> yeah. but they convinced me I'd be able to make some friends there. Cause see, I was lonely. Cause the only, the only community I had was the drug community and I didn't mm. know anybody. Yeah. So they brought me into a celebrate recovery and I was terrified. And I know people hear it a lot in celebrate recovery testimonies, but man, it's the truth. I was terrified to walk into that celebrate recovery that night. I'll never forget. It was a rainy night. I sat in my truck mm. until the people that invited me showed up to walk in with me. But once I went inside, those people, they loved on me. They encouraged me. They told me I was valuable, man. I, and here's the truth. And this is <laughs> when I left celebrate recovery the first night, I went by the crack house to tell them people how good it was. <laughs> now I wouldn't suggest that. And I'd never do that again. I didn't do it again. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a good thing, but I was so excited. I was so blown away mm. by the people that I, that I came in contact with at celebrate recovery on the very first night. Wow. And then I, 
I can remember every week, you know, I had a church that loved me and I went there and it was important and I stayed plugged in there. But I never felt love like I felt at Celebrate Recovery. And I can just remember all week thinking about getting to Celebrate Recovery on Friday night, man, mm. that was the highlight of my week and in and, and the minute i walked up there was a guy standing out front his name was tommy duncan and tommy made me feel so good i just couldn't wait every week to get there and just see his face and, and hear him encourage me wow you know it i'd never I'd, no one had ever done that for yeah. me in my that's so good you know and and jeff you you said something that's really important and i don't want to just go by that you're talking about sitting in your truck and that that's a lot of people's story scared to go in um but you said something important that you waited on the people that invited you and i feel compelled to maybe maybe speak to sometimes we can get comfortable in our kind of we call them holy huddles right we've got our circle these are recovery buddies and and the thought of going and reaching out for someone else i know you guys you know have the recovery rags and all that stuff i love you to talk about that but but just the what what do you say to those people that have gotten comfortable with just this is my meeting now i've got my buddies i'm i'm doing well how do you encourage them to keep reaching out for one more person so that they keep can reach out for one more? Absolutely. Those newcomers that come through that door, man, you've got to know that it's all about them. God has brought them to us. God has entrusted us with them. I mean, scripture says, uh, you know, anybody that, that messes around one of God's little ones might as well put a millstone around his neck, cast himself in the middle of the ocean, right? Yeah. So, I mean, God has trusted us with his hurting people. And so I try to encourage my leaders uh, at Celebrate Recovery, when you see a newcomer of the same sex, of course, you know, mm-hmm. uh, come in the door, then stay with them all night. Yeah. Introduce come yourself, with stay me. with them all night. Yeah. Take them to the dinner, take them to the fellowship, you know, help them find the share group, help them, you know, know realize everything that's taken place there man it's so important because it can be terrifying look i robbed drug dealers at gunpoint yeah but i was scared to death to walk into that church (laughs) right because because i knew i knew that there was there was that i was gonna that 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 i was gonna have to be me in there yeah yeah. And that's that's scary for a lot of us, you know. Yeah. But man, once once we experience it, and it's okay. Oh my gosh, mm. the gloves are off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so so yes, I, I and and that is so important. And I try to highlight that when I share my testimony. I did. I sat in my truck and waited. Their names were Jim and Deb. I'll never forget them. They're they're the the and I haven't seen them in in fourteen years. But they're a huge part of my recovery story because if they had not shown up that night to walk me in the door, I don't know that I ever would have went. Mm, wow. Yeah. And what I love about what broken chains and I know you have the ministry of mortar, motorcycle missionary, motorcycle missionary.com. You know, you guys don't just wait on people to come to you, you go out and when you see people in the gas stations and on the side of the road or, or wherever restaurants and, you know, convenience stores, you guys, uh, are some of the best at reaching for those people that haven't walked through the door. And absolutely, I love how you guys uh, do that and kind of a captain absolutely. obvious question, but why do you do that, Jeff? Why do you guys make oh, that intentional? Goodness. Well, because it's just so important, man. You know, I always say I'm just a guy God pulled out of a ditch and I can't shut up about it. <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, if you can shut up about it, 
you might still be in the ditch. Mm. You see? Yeah. So, so that's the thing, man. God, you know, scripture tells us, you always go back to scripture. Scripture tells us he has been forgiven much, loves much. And so that's, that's the thing. I'm so blown away by what God has done in my life that I got to, I got to share it with other people, man, because I want it to happen for them. Yeah. And that's what broken chains do. That's what we're doing. We're, we're so excited about what Jesus has done in our life through this process of celebrate recovery. We want, we want people to know we want, there, there are so many people out there, you know, what over a hundred thousand died from drug overdose in the last year. Hmm. It's like every four minutes, you know, that's and a lot. Yeah. 130 people a day take their own lives. I mean, that's horrible. Yeah. That's what a, what a place of hopelessness those people had to be in, you know, and, and more often than not, it's somebody that feels alone. Yeah. They're not part of the community or they're part of an unhealthy community. And they, they don't know what it's like to be encouraged. They don't know, you know, Webster defines hopelessness as having no expectation of good or success. Mm. You, what, a, what a terrible place to be. See, so when, when I see somebody at a gas station and I say, hey, man, is there something I could pray for you about? Man, the light comes on so yeah. many times. Light comes on. There's, so maybe, maybe there is an expectation of good or success. Yeah. Maybe hope is real. Maybe hope is available. Maybe hope has a name, and that's Jesus, right? Mm, yeah. So we we want people to know, and so that's what you know. Broken chains has been so amazing <laughs> that we're we're of all of just a bunch of celebrate recovery people that have experienced this freedom and this hope and this healing. Yeah. And we want everybody to have it, man. I want everybody to have it. That's so good. Well, you do it well, man, and and. Um you know, the broken chains, uh, CR in the wind. I mean, you guys do a remarkable job and, and set the example for all of us. And it's uh, such a, a good, healthy challenge for all of us. Uh, uh, we're Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I, I want to let you know, if you've not heard Jeff's uh, Jeff Stolt's story, uh, he has written a book and it's called Hope Dealer. And uh, you can pick up a copy of his book at MotorcycleMissionary.com. And I encourage you to do that. Um, it will inspire you and bring hope to you, or maybe there's a loved one that, uh, might, might want to read that, that, uh, you've been praying for that might uh, give them that extra little nudge that, that if God can do this in Jeff's life, he can do that in mine or yours as well. So Jeff, thanks so much for, uh, just your heart. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for how you, uh, help us so, so much with, uh, celebrate recovery, global ministry and, uh, being our national director of Broken Chains, and and uh, you're just an inspiration. I just love you, love you to death, brother. I love you too, Rodney. Thanks for having me, bro. You bet. Well, I just uh, want to say thank you to all those that joined us today. Um, let me just remind you: if if uh, you are struggling, uh, you too, please hear this in your heart. You too can find healing and freedom from your hurts, hangups, and habits. Maybe you're looking for that group that Jeff's talking about, Celebrate Recovery. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com forward slash groups and find a group today. Don't delay anymore. This is your time. This is a time in your hopelessness. Take that step toward community. And if you're on the other side of that, maybe it's time to invite someone to Celebrate Recovery. Take that chance and invite someone so that they can be blessed. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Until next time, God bless you.